Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. My name is Chris Shatteray for Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage, Bring Me the News, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. But if you miss us, we're available in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, Rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Adam, I was going to come in here and I was going to complain about how we're in the abyss of football season. Because I know the NFL, like they always say, there is no offseason. There's free agency. There's a draft. There's cuts. There's, uh, to borrow another medium's terms, there's reckless speculation, right? Mm -hmm. Then Adam Thielen decided to talk again. And I think we'll lead off with that one. Um, there was an interview and you just wrote about this at the Viking age.com, yep. an article that was posted on Thursday afternoon. Uh, May 9th was the actual date of this yeah. interview. It slipped through the cracks. Nobody really picked it up, but Thielen, who is from Minnesota <laughs> had an interview with Joseph person of the athletic, which I assume he covers the Panthers. Yeah, he does. He's the Panthers. Yeah, for the that is a great pen name. Uh, if it is indeed one, because especially Joe if you person. shorten it up. Joe Person, um, very smart. Jane Doe. Jane Doe, uh, <laughs> Joe Smith, who yeah. the Timberwolves gave a lot of money to yeah. and lost all their draft picks. Um, <laughs> anyway, just <laughs> they didn't get anything in return uh, in that scenario, but they love to light draft picks on fire in their short history, as we've uh, seen. But, Johnny Flynn. <sighs> and uh, Rudy Gobert, oh, more guy I've yeah. kind of talking about. But um, Thielen... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set this up for you. I have a big underlying opinion about this article, and I'm just going to go. You? I quote. Oh, yeah, of course. Biggest Adam Thielen fan in the world. (laughs) I am going to read it quote by quote. I'll I'll stop for your opinion after each quote. And then at the end, I'm just going to make my comments because I think a lot of people already know, but I I need to. Yeah reiterate it um Thielen was asked about people labeling him as old he said it's weird for me because it happened so fast I feel like I just came into league and I was trying to make it for one day all of a sudden boom people are saying you're too old and slow and I'm like wait a second I just got here at the end of the day people don't watch the tape they just look at stats and what people are saying about someone and don't actually look and see what you're doing. Adam, the floor is yours. Um, uh, I mean, this is the typical, I'm not playing as well as I used to, but it's not my fault. It's because of what they're asking me to do out on the field. Maybe that's true. Um, but for Adam Thielen, he had over a thousand offensive snaps last year, mm-hmm. like the most in four seasons. Um, so he was on the field. He just wasn't getting open. Um, he ranked, what, 83rd in Yout's yards uh per route run last year according to pff i think he was 96th in yards after the catch uh per pff as well his 716 yards uh last year were the lowest amount in his career in a season where he's gotten at least 750 snaps um and then his catch his catch percentage was the lowest since like 2019 so (laughs) those are those are all performance based like that's not that's not like i was schemed up wrong and that's why my numbers are low. No, if you if you were if you got the ball in your hands, if you got open more, you would have made more plays. Um, and you know what? Maybe he'll be able to do better in Carolina. And you know, 
in in their scheme or whatever. But people aren't basing, you know, he's talked about like people just looking at the stats. Okay, fine. You can look at those, but you can look on the field too. Like he's every time he would get the ball in his hands, he had to run five yards backwards to just like gain some sort of momentum uh, to gain any yards forward. So like this isn't, this isn't just like your stats are bad. And he played 17 games last year. Like it wasn't like he was hurt. Played 17 games. Um, you know, sure. I guess, I guess look at the tape, but go, go out there and prove it. And uh, <laughs> the numbers say that it's going to be hard for him to do that. Now. I continue. Okay. He was also asked about preparing his body after playing through injuries in 2022. Going into last season and for most of the season, it was probably the best I've ever felt in my career. <laughs> Just physically felt explosive, fast, really confident. So I'm excited, Drink, to be able to continue off that, being able to come out of the season healthy and being able to start training right away. He continued later in the interview. The offseason before I had ankle surgery. So last offseason wasn't as efficient or didn't have as much time I did this offseason to really gain ground. It was mostly trying to get back to square one. Adam, <laughs> go ahead. Um, Obviously... Best shape of his life. He's probably going to say that again a couple times this offseason. The Panthers reporters, that's just what you do. That's the old uh, Matt Khalil every offseason. I'm best shape of my life. Former, Also a former Panther and Viking, Matt Khalil. Quite uh, Let's just, for Adam Thielen's sake, let's just hope his uh, career is not as bad as Adam Thielen, as Matt Khalil's was when he was uh, a Panther. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's football. Guys get hurt every year. They recover. They have the offseason. Like you didn't, you needed a whole offseason to recover from your ankle injury. Um, maybe he did. I, I don't know. But if he was younger, he would probably be able to recover faster from from those injuries. But he's saying age has nothing to do with anything that's been going on in his production or his health recently. So last quote I have out of this <laughs> uh, on playing the Vikings, he fir- he says, and this is a little bit out of order. So I am taking these. Uh, a little bit, but I mean, it's just different because earlier in the interview, he says one thing, then he says another. Um, I have so much respect and gratitude for that organization. Those owners, the staff there, everyone that was really part of giving me an opportunity to play in this league. So there's no bad blood there whatsoever. But when you're a competitor, you want to win, right? And it makes it a little bit extra. Okay, cool. Get it. Earlier in the interview, he was asked about getting a three-year contract from the Panthers. For me and my family, we weren't looking at anything from a financial perspective. We were looking at it from proving what they were saying. If a team called and said, hey, we want you to be part of building something special and trying to build a championship caliber team, well, you can easily prove that. That was That's what was so cool about the Panthers. What they were saying behind closed doors, they proved it by the contract. And not just showing they wanted me here for some fill-in, show up and fill a gap one year and then see you later. I thought that was really cool when they say one thing and they back it up. Make it make sense! <laughs> My God! Like, he's going he's gonna to have a hell of a career in politics or as a, a car salesman after, uh, after his football career. I... I am trying very hard mm-hmm. to not be just a jackass about this whole thing. Like, yeah. it, seriously, it, it is. Adam Thielen is one of the greatest wide receivers in Minnesota history. He yep. will be in the ring of honor. He yep. has one of the coolest Minnesota origin stories in the history sports of this stories. franchise. Yeah, it, not just Minnesota, sports. Like, hometown kid yep. goes plays to the Vikings. Awesome. We get it. 
I even understand his perspective. Mm-hmm. If he thinks he still has it in the tank and still has this high level and he doesn't feel like he didn't have this good opportunity in Minnesota, which I don't know, if, like you said, I don't know if that's correct or not. But I mean, if, if you feel like you can do better somewhere else, go do it. That's fine. Nobody here is going to be upset if you blow up with the Panthers and everything yeah. is good. Like people will probably be happy for you because we're Minnesotans and we're like that. We love seeing one of us succeed. But my God, like this whole like media ter- tour, it's just like say one thing, mean another, say one. No, I, I, it was never about the money and whatever. Well, you know what you could do if you really want me a chance of that championship team, you can pay me a hell of a lot more money. That's why he took a raise last year while everybody else was taking a pay cut to or even released. Like, it just, it it makes no sense. He talks about his ankle injury and like, oh, wow. And, you know, all of a sudden, everybody's just saying you're old and slow. And, you know, they're not watching the tape. They're they're not doing this. They're not doing that. They put literal chips in the shoulder pads to show data of how far you are from receivers. That data said Adam Thielen could not separate. It is GPS. Maybe there was a twitch in a satellite or whatever. Just every every game, every game for seventeen games, they just couldn't. <laughs> maybe maybe like the chip got kind of malfunction and feeling sure. shoulder pads or whatever. But I mean, none of this makes sense. None of the absolutely none of it, and and it's just like almost none of it needs to be said. And I understand why Adam Thielen did this interview because he's introducing to himself to a new fan base who yeah. might have like. Look, they might have said, hey, oh, we got Adam Thielen. I wonder what Viking fans are saying about him. And they're saying, oh, yeah, he's slowed down. He hasn't had a thousand yard season since 2018. All this kind of stuff. But it, it, it's just weird. It's like I said it a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. It's like Adam is saying everything politically correct because he knows he needs to, you know, he's going to come back. He's going to be in the ring of honor. He doesn't want to piss anybody off. Yeah. His wife was saying everything that he was thinking and just like, this is actually what he thinks and blah, blah, blah. I have no connections with this whatsoever. Like I, 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 I I'm running out of words <laughs> just to describe this whole media tour because it, it it's mind blowing. It, it doesn't have to be like this. And, and it's just kind of like, you know, I, I wanted more money. I wanted nobody is faulting you, dude. But yeah. I mean, am, am I off the rails here? No, like, I was going to say, did you before the offseason started, did you think you were going to be more frustrated about Adam Thielen than Kirk Cousins? Because it feels like you are. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's just a weird thing. It's, yeah. it's a really weird deal. And and this happened I, like I don't know. Ha- I think this happened around the similar time where he was going around all those podcasts. So, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like he, he's yeah. He mentioned uh, Lando Frost lunch meats. Uh, <laughs> that was just thrown in there too. It's like they're really healthy and nutritious yeah, and yeah. what and it was, it was really like, important oh, part of the article. Okay. Um, but yeah, the thing about like, or it wasn't about the money, but he was like, oh, but they gave me the three year deal. And it was like, cause they, cause they're so committed to me. And I'm like, mm, that, that's money. Um, so like, were you going to sign with the, the, the bills or the chiefs if they gave you, uh, you know, $5 million doesn't seem like, uh, seems and like were the Panthers, Panthers like committed to this championship team or were they just desperate to get her number one because they knew they were training DJ more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they needed like, they needed guys they needed guys um yeah that was very clear um did the dj more trade happen before free agency it yeah, happened after after okay yep that was uh but, but before the it might it might have actually been 
before free agency, like a day or two. But yeah, but before Thielen signed for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you don't go. Okay, I know the Panthers could be on up and up or whatever. They have some good players. They got a better coach because mm-hmm. their coach last year was just terrible. Not the interim coach. The interim. Coach. Good luck, Nebraska. But was good anyway. Um. Who just didn't they just lose on the number one recruit or whatever? Um. Quarterback who went. Oh, ah, uh, Rayola. Yeah. I know it's not. Uh, I I don't know his first day. It's his kid though. The guy who used to it is set, old kid? center for the Lions. Yes. Oh, okay. He committed to Georgia going to... like everybody else. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I, I yep. like Georgia too, and it's just just get yeah. everybody. Um, they're turning into Bama, but anyway. Well, like yeah, like <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'll we'll let Thielen, you know, go out on the field, and you know what? If he he'll probably have a good first month, and everyone will be like, see, and it's like, all right, it's a long season. Okay, so long season. He's gonna be outdoors. It's gonna be way different offense than he's ever been in before. Um, and he's gonna be a year older. But you know, he's got the entire off season because not because he because he didn't get hurt. He didn't hurt his ankle last year, so he has the whole off season to be ready. And uh, I'm about ready to be done talking with about Adam Fuller. Yes, <laughs> yes. I. Uh, that's why I put it on here. I I, I talked about Adam Thielen because it's almost therapeutic. It, it's almost. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to be a jackass to the guy because I think he's one of the greatest. I mean, everybody that I've talked to in media that actually talks to players and all that stuff said he was always available. He was a really nice guy to talk to, and he was very helpful when it came to their jobs. But this whole, like I said, the whole thing about, well, you know, it's passive aggressive. And maybe that's like the Minnesotan in him. It but certainly it, is. Really... Have, have you seen the Vikings Twitter header? It is certainly <laughs> the motto of Minnesota, passive aggressive. It, it's interesting you mentioned that because that kind of leads us into our next conversation, or at least for one of the players. Um, the difference between Darius Smith and Dalvin Cook. Uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated, or I guess now it's SI, um, Albert Breer had some interesting note when it came to the differences on this these trades. Let's start with Zadarius Smith first because he's already gone. He got traded to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he called the Browns trading for Zadarius Smith a case of buyer beware. Uh, in his article, he says, the problem is that Smith wore out his welcome in Green Bay and soon after signing with the Vikings, despite having an in-house advocate in Mike Smith. Love the word advocate because it makes me, it reminds me of uh, Paul Hammonds. Mm-hmm. Just this slime ball and walking Mike around Penn with too, you. Right? Yes, they had they had Mike Pettin as well. Not that not that Mike Smith's a slime ball, but you know, I just think right. of uh Paul Heyman like yeah. teeing up Zadarius Smith as the reigning, defending, what was he doing? undisputed. What was he doing on Monday? He was recruiting like uh Gunta. Yeah. That's interesting. Gunta in Imperium. He's mm-hmm. he's gotta soften up the tag champs so Roman yeah. can win the titles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) he also said that it was clear Baltimore wasn't going back down that road to acquire Smith. We talked about the Smith trade a little bit on Monday, but I I think the Vikings had to trade Zadarius Smith. I didn't think this was going to be a situation that was going to be resolved with, hey, let's give you a couple extra million dollars. Like, you know, we like you here. We like your locker room presence, whatever. Um, I think this thing turned ugly. And when you compare it to what's going on with Cook, because I think just because Smith got traded, a lot of people think Cook's definitely out the door. But but he wrote, uh, Breer wrote this. He said, Cook won't play for Minnesota at his current number, which is about $11 million. The Vikings have come close to trading him, going deep into talks with Miami a couple months back. 
but all along the communication has been good and the team has been open to bring him back on a reduced number. It wasn't like that with Smith. You know what? What do you think there are the chances we see Dalvin Cook back? Because I think it's 60-40 he's gone. But yeah. that's a hell of a lot higher than I thought with Smith. Oh, yeah. His chances of returning are, have always been higher than Zedarius Smith. Um, I think I saw – I got an email today from, like, bookies.com or whatever that, that Dalvin – the Vikings still have the top odds for to bring back Dalvin. So that's that's significant, I feel like. 40%, I feel like. And the Patriots were second, uh, which is random. Um, but with Zedarius Smith, it seemed like, yeah, he just wanted out immediately and nothing was going to want him to make him want to come back for – Whatever reason, I don't know if he just maybe he doesn't like the style of defense that Brian Flores wants to play. Maybe Brian Flores is like, hey, we're, we're going to like try and keep you more fresh. We're going to reduce your playing time. And, and maybe Sarah Smith was like, you're going to what? No, you're not. Um, because because the, the Browns didn't like they didn't break the bank to to bring him over. He was he's getting they, paid they basically like, got him for nothing. Yeah. He, like and he, two fifth he's, rounders. That's it. Yeah. And I'm just talking about money. Like they're paying him maybe one or two million more than the Vikings were. So it's not like they're like, he's like, oh, yes, I'm getting paid so much more with the Browns. No. Um, so it, it's just clear. It's interesting, though, because like on the outside and the camera and everything, Zedaria Smith's like this happy go lucky, bubbly kind of guy. Seems like a great locker room presence, but apparently not. Apparently behind the scenes, he's not that. Maybe he is in the locker room. But maybe, you know, with coaches in front office, he's he's a little different. Maybe when it comes down to his money, he's a little more hard to deal with, which that's fine. It's your job. You want to get yeah. what you're worth, and then good for you. With Dalvin Cook, um, I've been thinking a little bit more today after our discussion also on Monday. And then thinking back of, I think I told you about, like, his agent was on the, the Ryan Leaf or podcast or whatever about, and he was asked about Dalvin. Yeah, moms like, and moms or whatever it was? Or? Uh, yeah, it was points bet, I think. Um, but... <laughs> But, but his agent was a little more um, tight-lipped than he, he has been in the past on, on other podcasts where he called the Vikings mediocre and things like that. And Delvin still got plenty of the tank. He was on this podcast. He was like, I don't really speculate. And it's like, oh, well, that makes me think that Delvin might have been like, hey, I might want to come back. So let's not let's not <laughs> badmouth the Vikings. OK, I love and, you, man. But yeah, come on. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to walk in that. Like the agent thinks we're mediocre, huh? Uh I, I feel like Dalvin would – I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I feel like Dalvin would be okay if he played for like a million or two less than what he's due next year. And I think his his agent might be the one who's like, no, 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 no. You're worth more than that. Don't don't even do that. And I don't want to put words in his agent's mouth, but that's how it just interpret things. But Dalvin did post something interesting on his Instagram today, uh, a little bit before we popped on. Just posted like a – a graphic or whatever. It looks like he got it from some motivational speech thing or whatever. It says your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your work. Hmm. Um, so is that about the Vikings? Is that about something else? Who knows? But I, and Mike Florio posted yesterday about like, why haven't the Vikings released um, Dalvin Cook yet? They, they could release him and designate him a June 1st. Well, there's some teams that are going to get more money after June 1st, like the Dolphins specifically. They, they designated Byron Jones as a June one cut. So they're going to get more than $13 million freed up in their cap space. That makes it way easier for them to trade for someone like Dalvin Cook. They don't even have to like negotiate a reduced salary or anything. They can just get him for as he is. Um, so I think the Vikings are waiting for after June 1st to see if they can find a trade partner. And then I feel like releasing him is probably the, the last resort because if they release him, he can sign with anybody. He can he can sign with the Bears. He can sign with the Niners. He can sign with the Seahawks. Like Whatever team he wants to sign with. He can sign with him. And I think what we saw with Zadarius was that they would rather be able to kind of have a say or control where 
a player like that goes rather than just give him free reign to go to a place that they might be able to help and then hurt the Vikings, uh, you know, next season in, in terms of like contending in the NFC. So, uh, June 1st seems like uh, an important date in the Dalvin Cook saga that seems to be never ending. Like, I, I just think Co- the Minnesota is the best place for Cook right now. And I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, what do I know? Right. I'm just right. fat ass behind the microphone, but. I mean, the Vikings are probably going to give Dalvin the same amount of money that any other team is going to give him. Um, they've improved their infrastructure. Yeah, Where's he going to go and be a number one guy? Right. They've improved their infrastructure with a running game. And, and like I said, what team is going to give you a better situation? Like Miami's got a ton of running backs and they're all they all have starting experience pretty much. I think they got Chase Edmonds, too, now. Like. I think it's Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, uh, and Devin Gaines. Chase Edmonds to the Broncos in the middle oh, okay. of the, season, in the Bradley Chubb trade. Um, but they did sign, like, they drafted another running back. Okay. That's yeah, a Kane uh, from yeah. Texas A&M, who's like, now he's bulked up to 192. He's got, like, he's one of those guys that's got, like, bulked track up. speed, and everybody's like, he's good because of that. Bulked up to 192. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, as his needs are, like, tapping out. Um, Dallas has Tony Pollard. He's coming off a pretty gnarly, like yeah. broken tibia that could be one or, where he, or something. That could be one where he gets a lot of uh, a lot more work than maybe somewhere else. But that's that's one of the few places. And we know that Jerry Jones has no problem paying running backs. He's <laughs> like, hey, yeah, get me that down and yeah. cook. That's next, a big old next, name. Next Emmett yeah. Smith. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, Buffalo, like Damian Harris, Latavius Murray. Yeah. James Cook is there. I don't know. Two cooks in one backfield. Who knows? But too many cooks. I, I mean, I yeah, too could be too many cooks. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't know. This this is just a weird situation. And the Broncos again, are another one. I I yes. Uh, because Javante Williams is recovering. They're like he's gonna multi. be ready for training camp, but a lot of people are like, he might not even play next year. So like there's yeah. lots, lots of I mean, that was a nasty that was you have your ACL tears that are just like Okay. Yeah. Like quick oil. His change. knee fell off, basically. Adrian Peterson without yeah. having Adrian Teddy Peterson's Wolverine style. It was probably closer to a Teddy injury than uh, Adrian Peterson injury because he, he tore a lot of stuff. Uh, Didn't on. Teddy like break his leg in that thing? Too? He broke his kneecap. He broke his kneecap. He tore like every knee, like his knee basically exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Non contact, though. 49ers would be like, oh, we, injuries. Yeah. That's one of my conspiracies. Uh, that it was not a non-con. That uh, somebody else actually rolled into him and they just didn't want to. That just happened? Your knee just explodes? Just And he's and it's never happened since? Yeah. Okay. Just steps into a wrong hole. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, outside of graphic injuries. By the way, the first Mortal Kombat trailer came out this <laughs> afternoon. Awesome. Uh, it's yeah. going to come out five days after the Vikings probably get annihilated by the Eagles. So like, you know, so for kids, ripping someone's right? head off and disemboweling them will probably sure. be very therapeutic on next gen systems everywhere. Um, topic number two involves a topic or topic number three. I've lost count already. Uh, it involves a talking head, Emmanuel Acho, who believes the Vikings are a top five team in the NFC because of Kirk Cousins. Uh, his list is Eagles. He says, duh, after that. 49ers, despite the fact they don't have a quarterback, Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. His reasoning in a video says, I got to get my manual Acho impersonation going here. Say what you want about Kirk Cousins, (laughs) and you will say a lot. 
but you cannot question his consistency. And last year, though the Vikings won several games by three points or less, they won several games, 13 by exact, to be exact. That's pretty good. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. It, you do what you do, and it is what you do what you do. And when you do what you do, you do what you do, Brett Favre. Have you ever That's seen Manuel, uh, That's Emmanuel Acho's Brett, uh, John Madden impersonation. Have you ever seen his like film sessions or whatever where he like records his TV <sighs> while he's doing that? <laughs> like, it's like Brian Baldinger. Brian, although like Baldinger's hand, Baldy's hand his, comes in there his, and his fingers just yeah. like, oh no, no, I, I, I love this, but yeah, uh, keep Kurt it Warner away. Does, Kurt Warner does a pretty good. Film. Oh man, um, uh, you, yeah. you agree with Acho or what? Uh, I'll give a hot take. I don't think the Eagles are going to be the best team I've seen this year. I think something's going to something's going to go wrong. Um, and they're not going to be the best. Somebody else, I don't know who's going to be. The NFC is very wide open. I don't know. It could be. I have no idea. Um, if the Niners can figure out what they're doing to the quarterback, I would feel like they would be, they, they should be in the top. Two. Um, but the Eagles, they are, it's the Super Bowl hangover is real. Like, especially for the team that loses, like, and they just lost a bunch of people on defense. Now, I know they drafted the entire Georgia defense, but they're going to need some time the to Avengers. probably get acclimated. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. You know, is AJ Brown going to stay healthy again for the whole season? Probably not. Um, yeah, I would think the Vikings are a top five team. They won the division. I know everyone's so high on the Lions, and I saw today. I think Mike Mart said the Lions have one of the top five off- offenses in the in the NFL. I think, um, and I'm just like, um, like they they lost players and they added worse players. They have <laughs> so, one of the best offensive coordinators. They NFL, do basically. I will I will give them that. But yeah. they lost. They lost. I know DJ Chark isn't a huge loss or whatever, but they replaced DeAndre Swift with David Montgomery, who's okay. Is DeAndre Swift good though? When he was on the field, he was very good last year. Like he was, he was hurt, but he was—I thought he was really good. Watching hard knocks and seeing him talk to Deuce Staley, and Staley's like, "No, you have to hit this hole. Like you oh. can't get that in year three. Are you good?" That's like, yeah. That's like that's. I like mean, everybody stuff. misses holes. I get it. I get it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I just the guy I can't stay healthy, and yeah, it just seems like this offseason line are just running away with the we've talked about this a lot in the past too, just running away. Like they're that like super favorite for the NFC North. And I'm like, they missed the playoffs. Last year. <laughs> and the year before, and the year before, and the year before, and the Vikings just won 13 games. Obviously, you know, they overachieved. Everyone agrees. Cause they lost, they got they lost in the first round, but like the Vikings, there's no reason for them to either not be the favorite or at least a close favorite. Like all the odds are like Vikings are second with like plus three fifty. That seems like huge difference. Um, but I'd bet what, on the bikes for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're a top five team. That's the, the, the NFC is just so wide open this year. I've seen some, some power rankings have the Vikings as like seventh or eighth in the, the NFC. I think Peter King might've done that. Um, yeah. but yeah, top five, if the talent that they have, if everyone's able to stay healthy, for sure, they can be a top five team. I, I don't, I don't think that's should be too difficult for them. Does being a top five team in the NFC excite you at all? No. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I need Because I mean, that's kind of, I saw that co- the quote and I was just kind of like, oh, cool. So we're a top five team in the NFC, which means we'll probably get bounced in the divisional round at best. Yeah. Um, you know, get some it. of the teams, some of the teams I have big questions about, like 49ers, their quarterbacks. I know Kyle Shanahan's such an offensive genius. He could just go down to the community college and get a Uncle Rico to play quarterback in that offense. But yeah. um, I don't know. You lost to Miko Ryan's. Uh, yeah, how much did big. he have to do with that defense? Yeah. That's that's a valid question. 
Yeah. Um, sure. The Cowboys. I, I mean, is Tony Pollard's leg good? Like we we still don't know about and that. And Mike McCarthy going to be good at calling plays? Yeah, that's that's another thing that is. Well, they hired Brian Schottenheimer, who is has a tre- <laughs> tremendous. Track. Who's going to get Mike McCarthy's hamburgers? Stay tuned. We got I, something there. That's a I tease, think, baby. That's I think, a tease. Uh, I think I saw something like Brian Schottenheimer's best offense was like 27 because he's been the offensive coordinator for like the Jets and the Seahawks. Pays like, to have that last name sometimes. Oh, it certainly does. It's well, sick. anyway, I decided to do something different, which is uh, the list of Shad. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I decided to kind of go through and uh, look at the – I. I just kind of brainstormed off the top of my head. Teams that are definitely better than the Vikings. And here's the list I came up with. I have Chiefs. I have Eagles. I have Jets. I have Bills. The Jets? I So I had to think about this a little bit. But I think their defense is better than the Vikings and their offense. What's you know, going on I, with Quinn and Williams? Is he gonna, it's a great question. Seems, seems like he's uh, not. He, I don't think he has Jets in his bio anymore. Yeah, he, he as to him, he's, uh, yeah, ain't going to. Quinn ain't going to work there no more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not drinking like Jets are going to the Super Bowl Kool-Aid. I You're just think they're ayahuasca? a very good team. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not drinking the ayahuasca tea here. But I think the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers has his shit together, yeah. they can be pretty good. But yeah. All right. Um, so I have the Jets. I have the Bills. Yeah. I have the Bengals. I have the 49ers. I wrote the Cowboys on here, but uh, they have good defense. The, yeah, and they whooped the shit out of the Vikings last year, so I think that's why I put them on here because yeah, I'm like they, they have most of the guys back and whatever. Were their backup? Um, was that was that with their backup quarterback too? Yeah, was that, was er, that I think Dak played in that game last year. Cooper Rush played <laughs> the year before, but I was going to say Dak didn't have to play. Right, it was the Tony Pollard show. Yeah, um, and I also have Lions question mark. They could, we don't know. I mean, you could say the same thing. We don't know about Jordan Love. Was that nine, 10 teams? Yeah. So the Vikings are a fringe top 10 team. Hooray. <laughs> I get you fired up for the season. If this was college football, we'd be jacked. Yeah, but I don't know. They are in this weird place. And it seems like every year they're in this place, though, where it's like they could be kind of good, but maybe not. Like things have to go their way. And they went their way last year and then they got bounced in the playoffs. So like they they're definitely not. Yeah, they, they, they definitely need a lot more pieces. Defense has to be fixed for sure. If the defense is top 15 next year, like if they can do that, I think they'll be they can be pretty tough. They could be top three in the NFC. Maybe they could do that. Defense is key. Because the offenses, they got the playmakers. They added someone else in Jordan Addison. I think. I think if Dalvin Cook returns, that's that's huge. I you think. know, my mom actually sent me a uh, text after we had talked last episode. Yeah. She's like, "Oh my god, the Vikings are going to finish in last place." I'm like, "Well, last place is probably not probable, but it's not terrible. Said, this is the year to do it." Well, hang on. <laughs> I said this. They will either win eleven games. I last place is improbable. Winning seven games is. Yeah. Like this team will either win seven games. It's the same as every year. They'll seven either win 11. seven games or they'll win 11. Like that, that's the story of the Minnesota Vikings. Not good enough to be a contender, but not good enough, not bad enough to like suck and get a number one draft pick. And again, the draft is random. So those don't really pan out, but I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know what to expect this season. Like no. if Kevin O'Connell waves his magic wand and gets him to 13 wins, Hell yeah, dude. Like Kevin O'Connell's the shit if that happens. But if 
this team goes out there and some of the pieces they lost didn't make a difference. Like, I mean, I, I could see the Vikings struggling without Dalvin Tomlinson. I think that's a move that a lot of people don't talk about because we don't know who's on that defensive line anymore. Do like, you think they'll be able to survive without Adam Thielen on the offense? He was in the best shape of his life, even though he had ankle surgery during the offseason. <laughs> um, before we go down the Adam Thielen rabbit hole again, uh, <laughs> let's go to our most important topic, yeah. which is uh, the Vikings ate some burgers on social media. Some yeah. uh, Juicy Lucy's, a Minnesota delight. Adam, have you ever had a Juicy Lucy? I have, but it was homemade. My it was wife, homemade. My wife is Italian, so she can cook. She it's just when you're born, when you're Italian, you're just born. You can just cook right yeah, out of the womb. You have you have like a big sauce of marinara just yeah. holding it, like <laughs> kind of like how Mario and Luigi just you're have hold, mustaches out of the, the womb. The 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 sauce, the wooden spoon, the ladle when you come out. Yeah, um, yeah. She she's made it before, and and it, it's it's good. It's just. I mean, it just the cheese is in the burger, but I haven't had it from like any in either of the two places that they had it, or from like a restaurant before. I've only had the traditional burgers without cheese in the middle from outside of my place of living. <laughs> they're they're all right. Like I mean, they're like you said, the cheese is just in the middle instead of on top of the burger, yeah. and it's usually at like molten temperatures that just burn the shit out. It's of like your a mouth. pizza roll, but yes, yes, but with burger. meat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a meat pizza roll. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's all right. I mean, I had one at Burger Moe's and it, it was all right. Like, it, I don't, you know, if you come to Minnesota, you should try one and move on with your life. Yeah. I'm and from, unless you really like them, but like upstate New York, kind of, kind of. I was born in Rochester, but I lived in the Syracuse area. But then I went back to the Rochester where the PGA Championship is right now. Um, I went to school, college out there, and they have. Uh, this thing called the garbage plate and it's, it's oh. what they're it's what they're known for and when you're drunk it's awesome yeah and when you're not it's okay it's like a juice it's like it's okay but i'm not gonna like go out of my gar- way to so like get one. a garbage plate is like just a whole bunch of food like on a plate it's right you you can get what i usually got was mac salad home fries two cheeseburgers and then they put hot sauce on it and you can put like ketchup or whatever and then but they have like you can get it with hot dogs you can get it with grilled cheese it's just it's just a mixture of everything and when you're drunk that is amazing yeah they give you, they give you like slices of like white bread and you can dip it and everything it's it's awesome but then the next morning when you're like oh i'm gonna reheat this and you're like no that was a terrible idea <laughs> should have thrown this away but yeah like 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 a juicy lucy i'm not gonna like go out of my maybe some people i'm sure some people in minnesota do like they're like i love juicy lucy's but like the same thing with the garbage plate people love garbage plates but i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna be like hmm, i'm really you know let's go out for garbage plates tonight for dinner no, not gonna do that also can't Unless do that it. at my age right now because things don't stay in my body as long so too much information probably but there you go well on the team's twitter account the vikings offensive line and kirk cousins uh, had a taste <laughs> test that it was just the weird. It, it is funny because Garrett Bradbury at the beginning just goes and Kirk. here with the boys, Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody just kind of laughed. I'm like, yeah, that's that's about what I would assume Kirk is like. But uh, they had a taste test between Matt's Bar and Five Eight Club in Minneapolis, who both share credit for inventing the Juicy Lucy. And this was incredibly on brand everywhere. Uh, the offensive line. They just dove right into that thing. Like oh, there's barely any talking, whatever. Um, Kurt, and they were like, they were like, can we eat the whole thing? It's like, it's already gone. Is anybody going to stop you? Yeah. yeah. 
Like you're gonna pry a hamburger from? Uh, you mean Ryan the O'Neal's one bite you have left? Like... Yeah, you can finish. <laughs> um, Kirk, however, needed perfect circumstances for his oh. hamburger. Uh, he needed extra ketchup. Uh, he needed pickles. Uh, the first burger was too juicy. Which, what the hell, man? You just want to try a cheeseburger or what? Did he and wipe then it he, then with he, a napkin? Yeah, I, I don't know if he did. But, yeah. I could see that. but uh, and then he's like, oh, exploding cheese, which that might have been just because he's never had one before. So it just yeah. kind of like they usually have warnings about that stuff. Like, hey, you probably don't want to dive into this thing because you'll die. Um, that'll be it. But um, after a vote, the five eight club won four to three. So I've never been to either. Um, you have not been in Minnesota, so (laughs) you have, you obviously haven't. So, I mean, we don't have any expertise there, but, um, I did want to ask you, what is your top burger spot? If you need a cheeseburger, where are you going? And what do you, what do you need? Do you need toppings? Do you need, uh, give me your burger takes right now. Um, sounded so nice. I'm on the West coast in San Diego. So most people be like, Oh, in and out, obviously in and out does make good cheeseburgers, but I'm going to go with the East coast chain, which is Shake Shack, which is also out here, which you said you didn't have, but it's, it's just simple. It's just a burger. I think it's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a smash patty style where you just, it's, it's kind of thinner and you smash it on there. Hence the uh, smash burger name. I think that's a restaurant. Um, and they just give you crinkle cut fries and, uh, I just get it uh, with like just normal lettuce, tomato, onion. I think they have like shack sauce, which is it seems like it's just like mayo and whatever. Um, but if I'm going to go, and I, I, I'm pretty good with like, let's see, like the normal chains, like Wendy's, McDonald's, uh, Burger King. I can, I, I'm, a, I'm good for a junior bacon cheeseburger. That's, I'm pretty good with that. That's, that's easy enough with me. And then uh, a double cheeseburger from uh, Burger King with uh, just ketchup. Though I'm a, I'm a big ketchup guy. I don't like McDonald's. I don't. It's it's, it's a choir taste. Like I I had it uh, probably in the last couple of months, and I was like, why is this so popular? Like it's not like I would much rather cheap. go to Wendy's. But yeah. Wendy's like Wendy's. I would go to Wendy's. Every time over McDonald's. I know people love McDonald's. Chad Ochocinco loves McDonald's. Um, you love McDonald's. Okay. Well, so. I, I I will explain in a moment here. Go okay. ahead. But like, yeah, um, Shake Shack. That's my that's my jam. And then out here in terms of like restaurants and stuff, there's a place called Hodad's. That's pretty uh, famous out here. I think like uh, Guy Fieri came out to it and everything. Um, and it's like in Petco and everything. And then they have their own restaurant. So that's pretty good, too. That's just normal. Normal burger with like the works or whatever so yeah no mustard though don't don't put mustard anywhere near anything that i i like i like honey mustard but yellow mustard no way get that get that out of here yeah i think we've talked about your mustard hatred for mustard um i divided this see i i put a lot of prep into this this is probably the most prep that i put into uh (laughs) for the show today uh i did it in a couple of different ways here and i'm probably forgetting some of the spots where i've had really good cheeseburgers before but um fast food i have a couple of takes uh you mentioned mcdonald's and, and I mean, sometimes when you get McDonald's, it can be pretty good. Sometimes when you get it, you're just like, man, this tastes like it was made like five minutes ago. <laughs> um, but sometimes you just hate yourself or you just that cr- when you have McDonald's, like the craving just hits like I need a Big Mac. I need a, I, I need that. McDo- I need some McDonald's fries or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if they put a chip into your brain when you eat your first Happy Meal or whatever. But I mean, <laughs> it's 
it when when McDonald's is good, it can be good in my opinion. Just sometimes it, it's not. Um, a lot of people say Hardee's. Um, we don't mm. have one in Rochester. Uh, we didn't. What is I that? Don't live there anymore. That's like that's Carl's, Carl's Jr. Carl, it's the same thing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different that. name. Uh, yeah. There's one in Brookings. Um, I haven't been to that one. I, anytime I've gone to a Hardee's, the services suck. <laughs> People are just smoking weed in the back uh, or something. Um, I, don't, I don't really go to a lot of fast food places because of the service. But Right, uh, right. <laughs> yes. But, but I mean, I at least expect someone to be there to take competent. my order. No, like that is, that is like a problem. Yeah, like simple. I'd go in and be like, anybody here? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Right. Um, old school Wendy's is on my list yeah, yeah. it sucks now i hate wendy's yeah. uh spicy nugs are tremendous but yeah. if we're talking just straight burgers they did something they changed it up okay. um what about I think fries the pickles are like- a little bit different their fries are good actually yeah, too um I, i'm probably making some but like old school wendy's just slap big bacon I, classic like yeah. dave's double um actually there's a place in brookings that's kind of like a counter place Brittany Hemmer, who some Vikings fans will follow, she actually recommended it to me because she's a South Dakota State graduate. And I, when I got the job, I'm like, hey, what do I got to check out out here? And she's like, you got to go to Nick's, get an old school bite. And they have these little like sliders, double cheeseburgers, and they're exactly like double stacks. Like I went in there the first time, some guys like eating like six small slider cheeseburgers for lunch. And I'm like, must be pretty good. Little, little thing. They don't have fries, though. So I, I mean, if you make the trek out to Brookings, you should go. Oh, you chips? But just yeah, they have like you can get like old Dutch kettle chips. So right. um, rather than nothing. Yeah, rather than like that, I'd rather have those than sometimes places give you like steak fries and like I yeah, those I are the worst. I don't want like, all this potato. You want to just give me a raw potato? <laughs> like <laughs> steak fries are garbage. I, I don't want this. I need like a fork and a knife to eat. There's a French fry. <laughs> I'll get a baked potato next time. You know Thank what? You. That just made me think of Red Robin. Um, which, as far as like chains go, like restaurants, not not terrible, not too, like kind of deep. Have you ever been to Red Robin? No, I have not. It's all right. But it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't been there. Um, so it could be different. But Five Guys, I oh, think, yeah. is yeah. overrated and expensive. Um, yeah. I these aren't really a list. It's just like my burger takes. <laughs> But like, I, I, I don't say, know, man, like an $18 cheeseburger for something that's kind of just. Is that much? Yeah. I mean, it's probably like 15 with like fries and great fries. But they give you a fries bag too, of fries. They taste good, but yeah. like a lot of times they're undercooked. That's the thing with In-N-Out. Their burgers yeah. are really good. Fries, terrible. And they're, they're made fresh. Like you can watch them make them. They make them fresh from potatoes. They are terrible. They're, they taste like cardboard. Like, I, I don't know what what they but and there's some people that love their fry. But I'm just like, these are terrible. And I'm just like, every time I'm like, these are going to be good. They're not. They're not. I, I would have an in and out opinion, but I actually went to San Francisco a couple of years ago. And I'm like, I got to try in and out because everybody yeah. talks about it all the time. And we were at Fisherman's Wharf and the line was like super packed. And I'm like, yeah. I'll wait. I don't care. And my friend uh, Libby, he just won't do anything multiple times. So like he what? wanted to go to some like rent and I'm like, I caved in. Cause like, I don't know. He was like at the end. So, so like this vacation, he was on vacation with his family for like five days. Yeah. And then I joined them the last two for our yeah. baseball trip. Okay. And like, by the time I got there, like we had one fun night and then he was just vacationed out. Like that's, he was a, that's just, a long time with kids. He was on it. And it <laughs> like, it was just 
my godson Hudson was the mm-hmm. only kid that was there, but like he was just he's like, I need to sleep in my own bed. I need yeah. to do it. Like I was at that point in the last baseball trip we took. But yeah, he's like, I'm not doing in and out. So we went to some random place along the wharf and like the burger was like overcooked and like the beer was re- like it was like their house blue brew, but it was like really bitter and stuff. And so just going like, this isn't Mick Golden Pint. What is this? I will say um, I will say out here, um, I haven't had a bad meal in San Diego. Like, no, I, I bet not. I've never had a bad meal out here. Every ta- tacos, burgers. You know what? They could do better at pizza. I will say that. But I'm not. People aren't going to San Diego for pizza. There's some good no. pizza places. We found some, but like it took a while. But like <laughs> people aren't going to San Diego to get pizza. I okay. I got a couple more takes. Oh yeah. Uh, fast food number one on my list. Culver's. It's a Wisconsin yeah, company. I hear about it. But uh, it is very good. Sometimes you get a little overcooked because they make make them fresh and, you know, what butter burgers? But, I mean, is, that, is that the thing? Got the butter burgers. You got the cheese curds. They got their own root beer. Um, their frozen custard is really good. Some people say it's a little overpriced and I agree with them. But I mean, you know, every once in a while you go, you get your double butter burger with bacon. Like when you really <laughs> hate yourself or something. I'm sorry. What isn't overpriced? these days exactly every and that's the price like nothing's overpriced you anymore can, you can go to mcdonald's and get like a cheeseburger and fries and it'll be like eight bucks yeah dude gas is five dollars a gallon okay like just a couple of boomers having a podcast <laughs> don't right talk here. to me about prices yeah like whenever we pay for stuff now i'm just like whatever it is what it is like it's it's not going down it never is we just need to make more money um yeah like uh, i'm trying to think of some some more spots when Back in Rochester, there's this place called Bill Gray's. It's kind of like a local place and uh, kind of like a smash burger kind of style, too. And they would had really good onion rings. There's a place called Tom Walls out there that's kind of like a, a local chain, too. And they're, they're known for like, it's kind of like a diner, 50s diner style. And they have like milk, milkshakes and everything. Um, I'm trying to think of like a really good burger that I'm just not thinking of. I think there's this place, there's a chain, I think, in when I went to... New York City, like Times Square, it's called the Counter. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's supposed to. Be, it, it was really, really good. Um, but yeah, that those are my those are my burgers. Right on. <laughs> my my, my no, kids sorry, don't I, like cheeseburgers. I'll say I, that. Yeah. I'll explain what just happened after the show here. Um, okay. Local spots in Brookings. There is a place called Pints and Quartz, which I really like in Brookings. Uh, the burger is so juicy that it's like almost slides off the bun if you're not oh, careful, yeah. but it's not like super greasy. It's just really fresh. So, I mean, cool. that is, that has been my go-to spot over here and they have fries. Um, not to like discourage the local <laughs> sponsorships, but they have fries and that's clutch. Um, and beer, uh, Nick's doesn't have beer, but that's fine. They have really good shakes. I've heard. Um, so and then Rochester. Right Last one, Rochester, they have uh, Newt's and Rochester, Minnesota. He's from right. Rochester, New York, if anybody's right. getting confused. Right. But uh, they have this burger called the Marvin's Burger. It was my go-to. You got cheddar cheese, bacon, and chipotle mayo. Like many things in Rochester, it's kind of gone downhill. But um, when it's done right, it's fantastic. Oh, I got one last one. Uh, kind of close to where I like went to high school and, and my parents still live is, is Utica, Utica, New York. They're no more for chicken riggies. I don't know if you heard of those, but um, they have a place called Voss's where it's like this. It's just this little booth and you get in line and you eat outside and you wait outside and do all that stuff. And they they have like amazing burgers and fries like and it's it's so simple. 
they toast the bun, they put butter on it, and they just give you your burger. That's it. It's good. It's so good. Um, just like one of those little hole in the walls things that for some reason, those places are always amazing. So I just, that came to mind. I wanted to throw that. Perfect. Oh, also, uh, burger toppings, ketchup, mustard. Sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles, and bacon. You can also substitute ketchup and mustard for, I'll do mayo on a burger. It's I've, my, my arteries are probably like, dude, what are, what are you doing? Stop right now. But I've, uh, I've definitely enjoyed pickles more. As I've gotten older on on burgers and like chicken sandwiches and stuff more than I did when I was younger. Like when I was younger, I was like, no, like it's like this burger. My burger would be ruined if I saw that there was like pickles on it. I'd be like, no, I'm not even going to eat that. So like, but now, especially if they're crisp, ooh, crisp, that's nice crisp pickle. <laughs> Little snacker pickles. Yeah. The big old jar. Well, I'm going to go grill a burger right now <laughs> after all this. Um, but this is the Viking Age podcast. We talk more about Vikings and hamburgers. It's just the off season. Sometimes. Um, yes, yes. We might go into hamburgers at some other point in the next couple of months. I don't know. <laughs> but we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we're available in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. However you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. We'll see you Monday on the Viking Age podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.